And we're back with episode 17 of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host, Reed, with the co-host, Russ. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Van Earl Wright. Mr. Van Earl, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. I'm not sure about this whole atmosphere of dogs and them dirty dogs. But y'all <laughs> go ahead and fire, fire away. Yes, sir. Russ, you asked the first. <laughs> we want to hear a little bit about your story and where you come from. Well, that's a pretty broad question, but I'll start in the uh, great school years. Born in Atlanta, grew up off Wyuka Road. Had 15 relatives precede me at the University of South Carolina. So I was mm. a Gamecock, not necessarily by birth, but by conception. <laughs> Look it up. And uh, so I grew up, the Gamecocks got beat by the Bulldogs, Vince Dooley and the Bulldogs, from 1958 to 1978. So I didn't have a chance to cheer or yell or celebrate until my junior year in high school. Wow. And yes, I made the choice to put myself through a lifetime of punishment by attending the University of South Carolina, where it takes a lot of humility to be a Gamecock fan. But now we have hope because we have Beamer Ball. (laughs) Yes, sir. Well, Mr. Van Earl, what are your favorite memories as a Gamecock fan? Even in the series against Georgia, what are some of your best memories? I would say um, that first time in 78 that Carolina beat Georgia when I was alive. Then we had George Rogers win the Heisman Trophy when I was a freshman at Carolina. And, of course, Spurrier took us to places we had never been before, but then he kind of bailed like a dog head and didn't care for that. And then there was a Saturday in Athens, October 12th, 2019, Mm. when um, my dad, who had led all of us to Carolina, he and mom met at Carolina, got married and everything, and uh, we're a Gamecock family, and he had just uh, died on August 4th, 2019 and October 12th was his birthday and on October 12th 2019 some two months after he died I choose to believe that Georgie boy and his Gamecock spirit swooped into Athens and pulled off the upset yes sir I remember that game vividly as Rodrigo missed a couple on that day yes sir yeah Um, so your broadcasting career, how, how was that experience? It was a lot of fun. Um, I was blessed to have a lot of great experiences, got interested in it at Carolina. And then in the summer of 82, there was this newfangled 24 hour news network called cable news network that (laughs) Ted Turner had created. And I went down there and I got an internship, watching games, logging games, learning how TV was made. Fantastic experience. Had a chance to have an internship at WSB-TV in Atlanta, Channel 2. But the one at CNN Sports was the one that really, where the hook was fully embedded in me. And that's what I wanted to do. And I walked in that sports department. And this was before you fellows were born and way, you know, long before sports bars. But I walked into the sports department and on the wall, there were 
10 televisions showing a different ball game. Hmm. Yes, I was in absolute awe. My jaw hit the floor, and I saw these guys getting paid to talk about sports and watch ball games, and that was it for me. And I did five years of small-town TV, and uh, the whole time I was pestering the CNN bosses to hire me, and they finally did, and moved back to the hometown of Atlanta and worked at CNN, <clears throat> CNN for four years, CNN Sports. And then I went to Detroit, the NBC local. And then I went to Los Angeles and worked with Fox Sports. And then I got out of TV for a couple of years and then got back into it when I moved back to Atlanta and had the chance to work at WSB as a full-time employee, where I ended up producing a weekly show that covered all of the UGA sports, 52 weeks a year. All right. I had to drive over to Athens once a week to collect video and interviews, come back and put the show together that aired on Saturday morning. What's your favorite so thing? Actually, my, my hardcore hatred of Georgia softened during that time. Yes, sir. What's your favorite thing you covered during your time covering Georgia? Oh, boy. Um, the painful national championship game overtime loss to mm. Alabama. Mm. Um, and was working the show when they played in the Rose Bowl that same year. Unfortunately, was not selected to go on that trip, but after having lived in L.A. for 12 years, I knew what that was like, and that was truly an incredible game. And, uh, you know, uh, when you cover teams and um, you get to know the people involved, you get to know the players, coaches a little bit. And so uh, you start pulling for the person, not necessarily the jersey. And I was so heartbroken for Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle and Lorenzo Carter and Davin Bellamy and Roquan Smith, all those guys. And, you know, all those guys were Mark Rick recruits. Mm -hmm. And they were so close, but they were such good, fine young fellas. And I so wanted them to win a title for them, you know, yes, sir. and then um, they finally broke through, and now they're they're the epicenter of the sport. Mm -hmm. Well, um, did you just cover um, football, or did you cut like what sports did you cover? I mainly was a studio guy doing highlight shows. Okay, and and local on the local jobs, you know, would go out and do stories. For local teams, high school teams, college teams, and pro teams. If every now and then, when you're in the small markets, and then of course the pro teams, when you're in the big markets like Detroit and Atlanta. Yes, and, sir. Um, yeah, but I was mainly a studio guy. I had the chance to do a little play-by-play, -play, which I loved. And in hindsight, I wish I had pursued more of that work instead of being a studio guy, because I'd probably still be in it today. Yes, sir. You, you can you can last a little longer when you're when they don't when they don't see that you're just an old guy. They <laughs> they hopefully the voice is still there. Yes, sir. What's the what's your favorite game you've ever called? Oh, uh, didn't really have a lot of big play by play uh, games that I called, but I did was able to watch the Red Wings pursue the Stanley Cup in Detroit. Mm. Oh, I heard and, you talk about um, that in that documentary. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. I heard you talk about that in um, that documentary that just came out not that long ago. Yes. And uh, those hockey guys are so much fun to cover because they are so grateful to be there. They don't have the big prima donna attitudes. And they, uh, I mean, that is a tough sport. And I was able to watch them up close and see what they have to go through physically. And, and, and they're doing all that on skates. I mean, it's crazy. And then uh, to be invited to the team party when they finally ended the 42-year drought of winning a Stanley Cup. And then to be invited over to the middle of the party by a couple of the players and be given the opportunity to drink champagne out of the Stanley Cup. That was, that was, that was pretty cool. Yes, sir. Mr. Van Earl, a question about football next season really pivoting more towards the SEC East. Who do you think is the team that will challenge Georgia in 2023? Tennessee tried to, but Georgia proved their superiority. I'm not sure. I'm certainly hopeful Carolina can, but it'll be a couple of years if the recruiting continues for Coach Beamer. Um, so I don't really think. Carolina and Tennessee, I don't like Florida, really. I think Carolina and Tennessee might have the best chance, but it's Georgia's to lose, and they're not going to do that. You know, Kirby is – he was sometimes difficult to work with when it came to being part of the media. But those guys, that's as well of a coached football team, college or pro, that you'll find in the country. Mm -hmm. They are disciplined There's at least five guys around the football every time there's a tackle. They don't make a a lot of mistakes. They don't beat themselves. They play great defense. They are a very well-coached team. Mm -hmm. And they also got a bunch of five-star athletes running around, so that helps too. Yes, sir. I think Tennessee, obviously, they're going to be the team that everybody's going to look to to challenge Georgia going into next season. But South Carolina brings back a lot of talent. You bring back your quarterback, which is the biggest position in football, period. And you bring back Rattler, who ended the year hot, ended the year upsetting Clemson and Tennessee in back-to-back weeks. And I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Obviously, he hadn't lived up to his rating or his high school hype, but I still think he's he's a heck of a football player. And I think if he can figure it out, then there's going to be a lot of a lot of intrigue in that division. I agree, and I think uh, I don't think anybody's really doubted that Spencer Rattler has the ability and the skill. It's just getting his his mind right and maintaining his focus on what needs what's best for the team, and may not you know don't try to make some hero plays. Just let your skilled players get them the ball and let them do their thing. And um, he showed that, and that Saturday night destruction of Tennessee when they hung 63 on them mm. Rocky Top boys, that was, I was texting my family. I'm like, how is this happening, and what the hell is going on? Because <laughs> <Yes, sir. laughs> we had never seen anything like that in a long time. Yes, sir. Um, a little back to you on what you're doing now. You're a caddy, right? I am. I was at WSB, and that job went away with COVID, and 
wasn't really motivated to uh, continue in some kind of corporate world job, sitting at a desk looking at a computer all day. And I've always been intrigued by caddying, especially having the chance to cover golf events and be around golf my whole life. And um, so I called up Peachtree Golf Club in Atlanta and started there. And then I it slowed up around Thanksgiving, and I'm like, what do you guys do now? I'm like, well, you can always go down to Florida. So I came down and worked at PGA National, home of the Honda Classic, where the PGA Tour is this week. Yes, sir. And then I went to Whistling Straits, which hosted the last Ryder Cup. Yes, sir. And then I went to Sea Island, and then came back down to Florida, and then spent this past summer out at Pebble Beach. So it's been a great adventure, and I've been loving every minute of it. Yes, sir. Who's your favorite golfer that you've caddied for? Well, I haven't caddied for the pro guys. I just caddy. I just do. Uh, I'm just a club resort caddy guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I do like guys who have big fat wallets. <laughs> yes, who sir. Really nicely. Yes, and sir. I had a, I had a guy out at Pebble. He gave me a big wad of cash, biggest wad of cash I've ever seen, and I said, wow, okay, thank you very much. I didn't look at it. I didn't count it in front of me. Put it in my pocket, and I had about a quarter-mile walk to the parking lot to get to my car, and you just you should have seen me looking back and forth over my shoulder. Nobody was following me. I get to my car, and I lock the doors, and I start counting, and he, I rip off 45 $20 bills, oh, a $900 tip. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and then he asked me before I counted that tip, he said, can you go with us tomorrow? I said, absolutely. <laughs> so the next day, I'll, I was like walking down to meet him on the first tee. And I'm like, I'm wondering if that 900 yesterday was for yesterday and today. Nope. He gave me another 900 on the <laughs> second day. <too. laughs> that sounds like a pretty good weekend. I went straight to the bank, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, Mr. Van Earl, one more question before we wrap it up. Who are some of your Heisman candidates for 2023? Ooh, Heisman candidates. Can you get back to me in August or September? Yes, I'll sir. I'll let you know back then. No, yes, I, 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 I'm not sure. I don't really know. The, the, I, I don't have an answer for you on that one. Check back with me in Nelly. How about check back with me in October, November? Then I'll let you know who the candidates are. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll give you mine. I th- I think um, uh, obviously Caleb Williams, Drake May from North Carolina. Yeah. I think Joe Milton has a chance. Brock Bowers is in it for me. And guy, you know, if Georgia has any sense, and they and those SIDs. They have a lot of sense. Claude Felton has been there. He's the legendary sports information director for Georgia and yes, Georgia sir. football. Claude Felton, what a legend. They should push Brock Bowers because that kid is a game changer and a game wrecker for the opponent. And I just love the way he plays. He mm-hmm. catches every pass with his hands while 80% of the receivers in football trap it against their chest. He mm-hmm. reaches out with his hands, catches the football, tucks and runs, and he is a load to bring down. So yes, he's one of the best players in college football. There's no doubt about that. Yes, sir. And another guy I think who 
has a chance is um Nick Singleton. He's a running back from Penn State. He's shown flashes. Obviously, not a lot of people know his name, but I think a lot of people will come October, November this year. You're already doing your research. Fine job, young man. I'll keep an eye out for Singleton. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Well, we appreciate you ha- or, uh, having you on today, Mr. Van Earl. And uh, we'll be back sometime next week. Well, I got a question for you guys. Nope. All right. How long y'all been doing the podcast? Uh, about, we're coming up on about two months. All right. Yes, sir. And you want to do it, and you're both interested in broadcasting? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Well, good job. Way to get going on this. And you kept your questions uh, brief and to the point. So good job on that as well. Keep it up. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's going to be it. Thank, for... You for, thank you for inviting me to join you. Yes, yes sir. sir. Thank you so much. That's going right, to be it. I'll take care. That's going to be it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. We hope you enjoy. What day do you think we'll be back, Russ? Uh, we'll either be back later this week or early next week.